Masechet Pesachim, Daf Yud Chet. We are right in the middle of uh, still talking about the laws of Tuman Tahara and specifically um, liquids. And um, there we saw there was a three-way machloket uh, back in the Braita, important Braita, a couple of Dapim ago, about liquids, when they are Tameh, uh, what can they transfer Tum'ah to? So the most lenient opinion by Rabbi Meir and Beliezer said that liquids do not transmit impurity at all, right? They can become impure, but they don't transmit to anything else. Um, the middle opinion by the Bioseh and the Bishimon says they liquid they transmit only to food, uh, but not to but not to vessels. And the Biuda says as the most stringent. And he says liquids are the strongest, uh, are strong enough to transmit both to vessels and to food. Um, all right, now we left off, uh, we already discussed the first opinion previously. Um, we left off yesterday talking about a biuda, and we saw that he actually changed his mind. We're gonna, that we're gonna talk about today. Um, how much did he change his mind? Did he change his mind and retract his opinion all the way back to the bimeir or only back to the biyoseh? Um, we'll discuss that for a bit. And then we're going to look at a Biyoseh and try to figure out his proof. And we'll see some, uh, uh, a, a lot of Pesukim uh, and Midrash Halacha about where he derived that from. All right, let's start with Rabbi Yehuda. Um, now, he retracted his opinion, we saw, because uh, he, in the Mishnah, his own opinion is that if uh, something touches the outside of a, of a, of a earthenware vessel, then the Tumah doesn't go in, but only from the inside. And um, he applied that only to, uh, to uh, something that touches it, uh, an item that touches it, like um, a Sheditz, but not to liquids. So you see, he makes a difference between liquid and Sheditz, so which means liquid, he thinks, is not quite so strong and does not make the a vessel impure, only the contents of a vessel. So therefore, you see that he must have changed his mind and the Biuda does not actually think that liquids make vessels tame. All right, so now that we know he changed his mind, here's the question. Does the Biuda only change his mind and say, liquids don't make vessels impure? But he only went down one step, and he still thinks that liquids can make food tame, like the Biyosev and Bishimon. Or once he, once he changed his mind, he went to the opposite extreme. Sometimes you see people where they're on one extreme and then they switch over and they go to the opposite extreme, right? Extremists are always extremists. So is that, did that happen? And he went all the way back to the Mimi'ir and said that, and thinks that liquids do not make anything tame at all. All right, that's the question. And Rav Nachman is going to try to answer it. Amar Rav Nachman bar Tashima. Para sheshateta mehatat. This is a really interesting case. It's a Mishnah in Masechet Para. Um, so the Mechatat, we take the Para Duma and right, we burn it and we mix it with water and the, the, that's called Mechatat. Even though Chatat is a negative word, it means uh, water of sin, but the word Chatat is this kind of word that can mean itself and the opposite. So, so Mechatat means water of purification. This water of purification, when you sprinkle it on someone, that person becomes from Tamemet, becomes Tahor. But the paradox, that's the big paradox of Paraduma, is that someone who's Tahor, who touches the Mechatat, becomes Tameh. So it makes Tameh Tahor and it makes Tahor Tameh. Okay, everybody knows that. Now, here's the funny case. 
let's say a cow comes along and drinks some of the mechatat. All right, this is a strange case because mechatat is very valuable. This would have to sometimes last many decades, a little bit of mechatat. You wouldn't want to uh, let cows drink it. But theoretically, if it did, now, uh, anything that's alive is tahor, right? Alive, alive uh, animals are tahor. So if it drink, while it's drinking it, it's okay, it's tahor. Um, but let's say it drinks it, it goes into the cow's stomach, and then you do shechita on the cow. Now the cow is dead flesh, which can receive tumah, it's food. So what is its status? Besara tameh, the Tanakhama says that the cow get, becomes tameh by touching the mehatat, that is in its stomach. All right. Um, so that's the stringent opinion. The Biyuda is a little bit more lenient. The Biyuda Omer. This is once it drinks the, the mehatat, it becomes nullified. You don't consider it like a mehatat special water anymore. Now it's just a, now it's just a, a stomach juice. And so it's, uh, it's nullified. Don't have to worry about it. Uh, so you see that according to him, according to this, Water, the, here's water that, it, that gives off tum'ah, is, uh, is touching food, and yet, I mean, the, the, the meat of the cow, and yet the food is not tameh. So this looks like he retracted this biyuda. The biyuda retracted his opinion all the way back to, um, to, to nothing. Right, so if you think that when he retracted his opinion, he only went one step down, and no, it's not kelim, but it does make food tameh. Um, then why did he say that now it doesn't make the cow's flesh tameh at all? Even if you're going to say, okay, it's not meh, uh, it's not it's not mehatat anymore. Mehatat, by the way, is considered an avhatuma, uh, something that touches a tameh. Per, a tahor person that touches mehatat becomes a rishon. Fine. So even if you're going to say it's not mehatat anymore, you can't use it. It's not usable. But still, it should have a lower level of, of tumah. Why would it have a lower level of tumah? Uh, she explains because it's, it's in touch with itself, right? There's no greater touching than touching yourself. You're always touching yourself, right? Um, just by being one body. And so the mehatat, which uh, will impart tumat to something else, uh, will impart tumat to itself. So even though now that it's, that it's half digested, uh, it's not mehatat, you can't sprinkle it on someone, still it touched itself, so it should become at least like a rishon. And so well, shouldn't he agree that this water will be like a rishon and, and make, the, make the, its own meat uh, sheni? And see, he doesn't say that. So therefore, you see, he must have retracted his opinion altogether. All right, now we're going to reject this. That's all part of the question, which we said. So we say reject this. No, when the Buddha says that this mechatat, when it goes into its stomach, it becomes nullified. We mean it gets nullified altogether. It's not considered anything. And so there's no tumah. About, uh, no, sorry, when it goes indigested and it's it, into the stomach, it reduces from chamura to less than that. But he didn't mean that it gets totally uh, nullified. Okay, so according to this, we can, we can say, you know, he didn't, Rabbi Yudha did not totally retract. He only retracted one step, and he still thinks that, in fact, uh, this water can make the cow itself tame on a lower level. 
Um, if that's true, however, we have to read the back back in the Mishnah. Remember in the Mishnah, we had Tanakama, who was more Mahmir. He said the meat is Tameh. And then Abiyudah says no. So if you're saying that Abiyudah gives it a light level of Tumah, then Tanakama must give it a harsh level of Tumah. But it, he doesn't say that because Tanakama says, Ha bisara. He only says that the flesh becomes Tameh, but he wouldn't say that this, that's a lower level of Tumah, right? Uh, uh, when it, become, it, can make flesh, it can make food Tameh, but he wouldn't say uh, that it would make a vessel Tameh. It's not that uh, high, high enough like an Av that could make a vessel Tameh. And so since he doesn't say that, you see even Tanakama does, does not indicate that he doesn't think it's the, it's the high level. And therefore, if Tanakama is a lower level, then that's the same as Rabbi Uda. So what are they arguing about? So indeed, we're going to reread the whole Mishnah and say, This is how you should understand. This is how you should read the Mishnah as all Rabbi Uda's opinion. It drank it, and then you did Shechita, and you found in it, this mechatad from the paraduma, its flesh is tameh. Not like uh, if it was an av, but rather because the water touched itself, it became a dishon, so now the flesh will be like a sheni. Why? Because once it's digested, it's no longer usable as mechatat, but it still is liquid that is tameh. Um, and therefore, uh, there is no proof from here. We attempted to say that Abu Yudah retracted his opinion altogether, but actually there's no proof from here. Uh, Rav Asher agrees, but uh, just thinking of it slightly differently. He thinks that, in fact, he can read the Mishnah much more, much more easily now. He thinks that, in fact, the flesh, according to the Yudah, does not become Tameh at all. But even that is no proof that he thinks that liquids cannot uh, impart impurity. His point is, when it gets digested, it's only stomach juice. It's not considered liquid at all. It, it, it loses its entire, its entire definition. Um, and so not forget the touching itself and even the second level uh, is gone. And so this whole case is not relevant to liquid touching something else. It's not even a drinkable liquid. Remember only, okay, forget that. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that is true. Only drinkable liquid is something that can impart impurity. This is not, I don't think this is drinkable liquid. Uh, all right, so good. Now we uh, finished that section. So uh, we saw that Rabbi Uda, although we once upon a time had a three-way machloket in the, in the, in the Baraita, uh, we saw that Rabbi Uda does change his mind and he actually uh, jumped uh, one step more lenient to be like Rabbi Yose, liquids transmit only to food, but not to vessels. All right, we're, we're about to see what our, our, this Gemara, this stuff is going to conclude that the Biyoseh also does not think that liquids transmit to food. He actually agrees with Rabbi Meir. It seems that the, the thrust of the following Gemara is to make everybody more lenient, right? The Biyoseh gets one more step lenient and the Biyoseh also one more step lenient. All right, but it's going to take a, a little while to get to that point. Uh, where we're going to try to figure out is what is the Biyoseh's proof? Uh, he's going to derive a methodology from Rabbi Akiva. Uh, so we're going to be focusing on these two Pesukim here, um, uh, chapter, in Parashat Shemini, uh, chapter 11 in Vayikra, verses 33 and 34. Let's look at them, look, look at them inside for a second, so we'll get our bearings. Um, 
this this uh, chapter is talking about the eight shedatzim, the eight, eight creepy crawly things that are mentioned uh, by name uh, in the Pesukim. And uh, these are called the shedatzim. And when they are dead, they impart tum'ah. To what? They impart tum'ah to kelim, right? Here's a list of all kinds of things, any vessels, uh, whatever they're made out of, it imparts tum'ah. Uh, wood, uh, cloth, skin. Okay, and what about uh, earthenware vessels? So this has its own pasuk. And if a creepy crawly falls into a earthenware vessel, so that's a special law that once it goes inside an earthenware vessel, everything else in the vessel also becomes tameh, even if it's not touching it. Um, it, uh, it becomes Tameh. The Biyakiva is going to learn from the fact that it doesn't say Betochot Tameh, it says Yitma, uh, which um, uh, grammatically means the same thing, but he says, you know, why not just say a simpler word Tameh, why the, why the future sounds like it's a causative. That means it not only causes everything in there become Tameh, but the things that were, are inside are themselves can impart, that themselves can impart purity to other things. So that's what he's going to learn from. That's the Biyakiva. Um, or the earthenware vessel itself, you have to destroy. And uh, now furthermore, that's 33. 34 says, we'll call this 34A and 34B. Uh, that's where we'll refer to it as we go along. Um, if Sheretz uh, touches food, food that became wet, food has to become wet in order to receive tumah, um, then that also the same verb, itma. And also, if a sheretz touches mashkeh, chol mashkeh sheri shateh bechol keli, itma. Um, that if the, if the, that, that liquid also becomes tameh from the sheretz. So we have the word itma here once, twice, three times, 33, in 34a and in 34b. Okay, that's gonna be the subject of discussion. All right, good. So let's see um, uh, the outline. We have Rabbi Akiva is going to learn from 33 that food can be a shilishi to other food, can cause a shilishi to other food. Rabbi says going to derive the same methodology and apply it to 34b and thereby learn that liquids can also apply to food, right? That's his, that's his statement. Rabbi says liquids can transmit to food. All right, so let's see this inside. Right, that original Baraita was talking about safek. It's, uh, we're not sure about that, what, what it is. And uh, if it goes, that liquid touches food, it's tameh, which means this is doraita. If it touches vessels, tehorim, which means it's rabanan. Okay, so we're talking about the doraita level. It makes food, liquid makes food tameh, but not vessels. Amada babar barchana, amadesh lakish. The Biyose is following the opinion, not, we're going to see, not actually the opinion. He doesn't agree with the Biyakiba's conclusion, but he does agree, he does borrow the methodology. We're going to ask later in the Gemara, if he agrees with the methodology, why doesn't he agree with the conclusion also? And that's what we're going to see that actually, you see, he doesn't, he doesn't think this himself. He's only saying this for the Biyakiva. Okay, but right now he's borrowing the methodology. What's the methodology? The Dereshitma Yitameh. Remember, since the Sefer Torah does not actually have Nekudot, it can be read in multiple ways. And so the word Yitma, which means it would, it, that, that uh, food, whatever is inside the vessel, 
becomes tameh, you can read it as yitameh, as a pi'il, meaning it's causative. It, that food itself can cause other things to become tameh. Um, I think he's not just learning it from the fact that you could read it both ways, but also from the fact that it doesn't say tameh, it says yitma, and thereby hinting you could read it yitameh, so you should may as well read it that way. In the original Gemara, though, how do you read this if that doesn't have dots either? <laughs> right, very good. Yeah, that, that's why it's Torah Shabbat there. <laughs> so it just says yitma, and then yitma again, it <laughs> could read that. Right, you, have to, you, you need Rashi, Rashi explains it. <laughs> um, okay, ditnan. Uh, so this is a Mishnah Masechet Sota that says on that day, the famous day, um, whenever it says that, we interpret, we understand that that day means the day when Rabban Gamliel, who was the Nasi, was removed because he was being too strict on everyone and they replaced him with Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah and he was more open-minded and he wasn't so strict about entrance policies and so he let lots of all the students come into the Midrash and because of that there was new teachings and they figured out new uh, uh, more things, questions that they couldn't solve before. Um, so uh, this is, uh, you know, he was, he was for uh, making knowledge uh, 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 democratized and uh, open source, open source uh, Torah. All right. On that day, they um, uh, they uh, had this Rabbi uh, Akiva had this taught this following the following teaching. Bechol keli cheres asheri po mehem. That's uh, the verse thirty three. yitma. The verse does not say tameh. But rather yitma yitame acherim limed al kikar sheni sheoshe shelishi bechulin. So let's see how this works. We have a sheret. A sheret is avatuma. And uh, shall we use the? We'll use this uh, handy dandy chart. Thank you to Eight Minute Daf for this chart. It's very useful. So we have the sheret that's avatuma, and that goes inside the kli, even if it's not touching the kli, just being in the airspace of inside the kli makes the kli a rishon. Now, if this, what else is in the kli? Maybe some uh, meat or maybe an apple. Uh, so the kli goes and that will make the, the apple into a sheni. And this is what the, the verb yitame is applying to. This apple becomes yitame. It becomes uh, uh, able to make something else tame. So that means that food, that apple, if it touches yet something else, other food, it will make that food also tame as a shilishi. And now the chidush of Rabbi Akiva is, this pasuk doesn't say this talking about teruma or kodashim, but regular food. So according to Rabbi Akiva, even regular standard food that everybody, we all eat all the time, where you would have to be careful that it didn't touch something that touched something that touched something that touched uh, uh, sheretz, right? And so this is a huge chumrah. This is not the stand, standard halakha. The standard halakha is that only tirumah can, can receive this level of, uh, of tumah. So Rabbi Akiba is being very machmir here. And that's what he's learning from, learning, learning it from this yitameh um, in this sheretz, in this pasuk. All right, good. Now we don't. We're not. We're not. Uh, we're not agreeing with this conclusion that all food that shilishi becomes tameh. But just from the fact of the the fact that he said yitameh, um, that yitma means yitameh. Uh, so we're going to apply that to verse thirty-four. So where do we see that here? Bechol mashke ashirishate bechol keli yitma. This is thirty-four B regarding liquids. It says any sheretz that touches a liquid, that liquid will 
impart impurity to something else. Now, what else is it going to impart to Tumatu? Uh, right now we're saying that liquid will give Tumatu food. There you go. I mean, this is what the Biosa's opinion was, and now we have a proof from it. Okay, before we can establish this as a proof, we have to show that that, that the thing that we know that this is, you know, this uh, liquid is glowing. It can make something else tame. But what? We just assumed it's food. I don't know. Maybe it's something else. Maybe the liquid makes other liquid tame um, and not necessarily food. Uh, we're going to see there's a principle uh, here that liquid can make food tame and food can make liquid tame, but you can't go liquid liquid and you can't go food food. It has to go has to go back and forth. Kind of has to link. It's like uh, you know uh, any any an Audi uh, uh, block. So they ha- you have to you have to go back and forth. Um, okay. So maybe it's mashkin. Right. And the response was no, that is not so. Okay, this is, looks like an early derasha. Um, it, it's not quite a, a baraita or a mishnah or anything, but it's an, it's an earlier derasha. So later, the Gemara is uh, commenting on that and asking, my lokachaya, what do you mean that's not good? What's wrong with that? Why don't you say that? I know you said liquid is yitame, but how, who says it means food? Maybe liquid can, can uh, make other liquid tame. Uh, we have two answers to this. Papa says, no, we never find such a thing that tuma gives the same, same, same genre of item. Food doesn't impart tuma to food and liquid not to liquid. It has to go there. That's the journey. We all, we know that all the time. We just know that. All right. So he doesn't give a specific proof. But Avina gives a more specific proof. Um, La Papa is a fifth generation. Avina is a sixth generation. So he's, he's adding and proving upon this uh, uh, this teaching. I can learn it from that very verse, from verse 34, I can prove to you that liquid has to give tumat to food and not uh, to other liquid. Because if you think that 34B, sefa means 34B, is talking about liquid giving impurity to liquid, then the first half, 34A, which is talking about food, then um, that also is talking about food to liquid. So if they're both talking about uh, imparting impurity to liquid, then you can combine 34A and 34B into one. And you could make a, a read the Pasuk should have written more, should have been written more simply. Okay, water that became wet and is now can uh, become become tame. Both food and water, they both yitma, meaning yitame, they both give impurity to liquid, right? So if all you if they're both teaching liquid, then you wouldn't need to have two pesukim, two halves of the pasuk. You can combine them into one. So today yitma lamali. Instead, we see that the verse says yitma twice. So therefore, it's teaching us two things. Good, we know 34a says that food can impart tumat to liquid. And therefore, the sefa must be teaching you that liquid imparts impurity to food. Good, and that's how he learns it. Um, that's Ravina. 
Um, now, uh, all right, good. Now that you established that yitame, right? We learned from Rabbi Akiva. Yitame means that it's causative. It causes tumata something else. And that we see that in 34B and that's liquids. And so therefore liquid has to impart tumata something else. Okay, it's not other liquid, so it's food. But who says it's food? Maybe liquid imparts impurity to vessels. Who said, who made this? Where'd you get this rule from? Um, I mean, I know now we have this chart. Let me show you the chart. All right, the chart tells us that uh, Sheretz can impart to, to Kelim, but Kelim, nothing, nothing below Dishon, right? Kelim can only become a Dishon. Uh, Kelim can never get a Sheni, Shilishi, anything else. So, um, and so food can only impart to, to other food drinks, right? Not to Kelim, it never goes that way. All right, we know that, but what's the source? So why don't you say Yitamen 34b uh, is, make, says that vessels make uh, liquid make vessels Tameh. I can tell you that it can't be so from a Kavachomer. So vessel, a vessel can make liquid Tameh, but a vessel cannot make another vessel Tameh. Right, um, that's because a vessel is rishon, and a vessel cannot become a sheni. So, see, a vessel cannot make another vessel a tameh. So, mashkin habayin mechamat keli, and therefore, liquid which uh, is tameh from a keli, a liquid that therefore is a sheni, and odin shaloi tamot akelim, that cannot be stronger than the keli itself. If the liquid only became tameh from a vessel, then it can't be stronger than a vessel, and a vessel cannot make another vessel tameh, and therefore liquid also cannot make a vessel tameh. So good, we have it from a kava chomer. Hold on. You didn't compare uh, apples to apples. You, you, right? you only compared a second sheni water that came from uh, a vessel that that doesn't. But what if I had liquid that's a dishon? Like if a sheretz touched a liquid, then that would be the same level as a kli. So maybe that would have the power to make a, another kli tameh. Um, no, we can't do that. There's no, there's no verse that actually teaches us that water can be directly um, become tameh from a she- It doesn't. The pasuk doesn't say that. You can only apply a kavachomer if you have a pasuk, and then we apply the kavachomer to a to a uh, to a verse. Um, but wait a second. Even without a verse, we can figure it out ourselves. Uh, so listen to this, right? Liquid that is becomes tamir from a vessel becomes uh, it. That liquid can make something else tamir, um, right? In other words, other food, whatever. Then liquid that comes from a sheretz, all the more so. And if it's all the more so, then it should be a stronger, a higher level. Um, this kind of kavachomet is like saying, uh, you know, if someone ra- steals a million dollars, they get 10 years in jail. So all the more so, someone who steals $2 million should get 20 years in jail, right? But, uh, so right, so um, a liquid that's a lower level, that makes other food, tameh, liquid that's higher level from a sheretz, that should be stronger and even make a vessel. Okay, so, I mean, there is some logic there, 
But we know that Kavachomer doesn't work that way. And the general rule that whenever you make a Kavachomer, the maximum that you can learn from it is whatever it is itself is. You can't make it more stringent. If I know that if you steal a million dollars, you get 10 years, then I can say, if you steal $2 million, all the more so you can get 10 years in jail. I can't, I can't learn more than the origin from which I'm learning from. And so therefore, that Kavachomer would not be good. And... Um, and so we, we cannot derive any source for that liquid can make a vessel tameh. All right, good. So um, that's, uh, we, we, we finished that argument and we saw, so what does the Biyosei's proof in the end? Um, he's, uh, he's learning the same, just like the Akiva learned, yitma means yitameh, so too in 34b is talking about liquids and that liquid will make something else tameh, which is uh, going to be food, because it can't be talking about vessels. Um, even vessels don't make vessels tameh. So certainly uh, this liquid, which comes from a vessel, right? This is a sheres that went into a vessel and then there was liquid inside. So um, that only applies to other food. So good, now we have a, a solid proof. Um, okay. Now, um, now that we dealt with 34b, and the one in 33, now we're going to go to 34a, right? So that was the, the, the part of the verse that was talking about food, and that has the word yitameh. And so we already saw that that means that food can make liquid tameh. Um, but we're going to wonder, how about vessels, right? Why do you say food make liquid? Why don't we assume that food can make vessels tameh? You see, we're constantly trying to figure out how to make how to make vessels tameh, like we really, really want to do this. I don't think it's that we really want to do this. We just want to exclude all the other possibilities so that we know for sure that this is a, a solid a derivation. Okay, so that's what we're going to ask. Uh, we'll go through a similar exercise of kavachomer, um, right? Maybe the verse teaches that food uh, gives imparts impurity to vessels. And uh, no, we're going to do, uh, conclude that liquids are just very susceptible to tumal. Let's see why. Okay, from 34a, um, how, how did we understand that word yitma there? The Pasuk says, Food imparts impurity to uh, liquid. Well, how do you know? Maybe food can impart impurity to a vessel. No, you can't do that. Because look at this, see, drink, liquid is so strong enough to make food tameh. And yet liquid, we already established above, does not impart to a vessel. So food, which is weaker than liquid in that it doesn't make other food tameh, all the more so, it will not have the power to make a vessel tameh. Okay, so ha ma ani mekayem yitma letame etamashkin shehen adolin lekabel tum'a. So therefore, if I know that food cannot make a vessel tameh, so what 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 can it make tameh? Oh, only other only liquid. Why liquid? Because liquid is very weak, right? It's susceptible to receiving tum'a. Okay, that would be how to be Akiba would explain that. And uh, now we wonder, why do you have to say because liquid is weak, right? Why do you have to say that reason? Um, 
Actually, you could just get there by process of elimination. There, there's nothing else, right? We, we, we excluded food. It can't be other food. It can't be vessels, right? What else is there? What else is there? It must be that food is, can make a liquid tame. So why are you adding that? Okay, so here we're just analyzing a little further to understand his reasoning. You might say, oh, food, it must be very, very strong in that it can make a liquid tame. Um, and so if it's so strong, maybe it can make vessels tame also. No, don't say that. This is a, 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 just a stringent character of, of liquid, that liquid is, is, um, is, uh, is there's more, more stringencies regarding liquid because it is so susceptible to a contracting impurity. Um, and in what way are liquids so susceptible? Unlike food, in order for food to become tameh, right? If an apple's growing on the tree, it never becomes tameh, anything that's connected. When I pluck it off um, and I touch it to a dead mouse, it doesn't become tameh. Only once the apple becomes wet, then it's ready, prepared. But liquid is not so. I don't have to make liquid wet. How would you do that anyway? But right, liquid automatically, just by picking it up, it's already it's already pre-prepared for receiving tuma. And in that way, liquid is more susceptible to tuma. So you see the fact that food makes liquid tame does not show any strength about food. And so it's certainly not gonna have the strength to make a vessel tame either. All right, good. Now, um, now that we solve that, um, okay, the last point here is, uh, put this in yellow, right? We learned from, from here, from 34 and 34b, we learned that food can make liquid tame and liquid can make food tame, but not food, food, and not liquid, liquid, right? We learned that, this is Ravina's point, uh, from the fact that if both of them could make liquid tame, then you can combine them into one and say food and liquid, make liquid tame. You only have to need the word nitma once. And so in fact, that it has it twice means that it has to switch off. All right, good. So we already know we have a derivation from that, but here's our question. We have another derivation of the same principle that food goes to liquid and liquid goes to food from verse 38. Let's see what that is. And then we'll wonder, why do we need both? Okay. You're learning that this, this principle from there, from verse 34. From verse 38, which says that if any grain becomes wet and then a, uh, a nevela touches it, then it becomes tameh. Okay, hu tameh You see that it becomes tameh itself. It only receives, but it cannot impart impurity. By the way, this looks like where the Biakiva is getting this from. See, sometimes it says tameh. Other times it says itma. So therefore, if it says itma and not tame, it must be something significant. Um, okay, and so uh, um, uh, so you see from here that um, it cannot make this food, which touched the nevela, it becomes tame, but cannot impart impurity. Impart to what? Impart to something like itself. So from here we learn that food cannot impart impurity to other food. It's just tame and not itma.
So I can derive the same principle from here. Why do I need both? So uh, there is a difference between them. Uh, one of them is talking about um, uh, food or liquid, right? In this case, maybe it's the, actually the liquid here. Um, so one is talking about liquid that became tamed because of a sheretz. That's this pasuk here. And the pasuk above, 34, is um, that which became liquid that became tamed because of a kli, because that case was a sheretz that goes into a vessel. And then the, in the vessel is, is, um, is liquid. And so these are two different cases. And I need both. So if I have only the one regarding the vessel, in other words, verse 34, I would say that that's a secondary level. So that liquid is weaker. That's only a, a sheni. And so that is not going to make a, a other food, uh, other liquid tameh, but um, liquid that uh, comes from a sheretz directly, which would be a rishon, maybe that is strong enough to make other liquid tameh, and that's why I need the verse regarding the kli. And so how about the other way around? Just tell me the strong one. If I know the strong one cannot make other liquid tameh, then all the more so the other. As you're right, it really could have just taught that one. But sometimes pesukim are redundant. I know we always say pesukim are never redundant, and right. Um, but once in a while, uh, even though you could have derived this from a kavachomer, the pesuk gave you a freebie, right? Here's a little extra uh, so to, to help you along, so that you can figure it out. There's a very interesting principle that the pasuk went out of its way and said something obvious that you could learn from a kavachomet. This principle is found a little over a dozen times in the Tamud Bavli, but only there, never in Midrash Halacha or, or Yudushalmi. As far as I could tell, I did a, a quick search for it. Um, so, um, all right, so that is in fact, uh, uh, that is in fact redundant. All right, and now uh, one last point, which we'll, um, uh, we'll have to follow up on tomorrow. Um, is uh, is the following, which I alluded to before. We have the statement of Rava that neither agreed with each other. Biyose did not, in fact, agree with Rabbi Akiva. Remember, Rabbi Akiva is the one that said, we derive from verse 33, that even that food comes goes down and becomes tameh, even to a shilishi in holin. Rabbi Yosef does not agree with that halacha. Rabbi Akiva also is not going to agree with something Rabbi Yosef says um, regarding uh, um, hektesh, that it goes down to the fourth. Uh, we'll see that tomorrow. Um, and so now we're wondering about this because why not? Why wouldn't Rabbi Yosef agree with Rabbi Akiva if he agrees with the methodology that yitma should be read as yitameh, and he applies that in verse 34, then why shouldn't he apply that in verse 33 also and agree with Rabbi Akiva's derivation? That's Rabbi's question to Rabbi Asher, and the answer is, You're right. Rabbi Yosef was only 
speaking on behalf of Rabbi Akiba. He says, I learned from Rabbi Akiba how to apply this uh, Yitma Yitaman verse 33. I will speak on his behalf and say, he would say that verse 34 also teaches us halacha. And therefore, according to Rabbi Akiba, I am telling you that liquids only impart to uh, food and not to other liquid and not to vessels. But me, myself, I don't agree with that halacha. Actually, I agree with Rabbi Meir. I am more lenient, and I don't even think that liquids uh, apply, uh, impart impurity to other things at all. Um, okay, so that's, uh, um, that's uh, an, uh, a very interesting conclusion. Um, and we'll end here. We'll have to speak more about that conversation tomorrow about them agreeing or disagreeing with each other. But we see the uh, whole thrust of this Gemara here as we started off saying the Buda changed his mind um, and maybe even, even, even changed his mind all the way back to the Bimeyeh to say nothing. We just didn't have a proof for that. So it could be he only changed his mind to be like a Biyoseh. But Biyoseh himself never said this, this in his own name. He was saying only to be Akiva's position. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen. Amen.